This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, a podcast on the Paramount Network. I am Mike Casaza. Joined today, special guest in the news lately, big part of the baseball program, big part of West Virginia sports. Talking about Amanda Macy, of course, the wife of the now retired or retiring, I guess. Yeah, Not we got to get used to this, right? I guess I want to get into that. Randy Maisie announces he will retire after the upcoming season here and then go on to being husband, dad, things like that. Um, here to talk about the decision, the transition, Amanda Maisie, popular online. You know her, her roles in Country Roads Trust, ESPN Plus, behind the scenes, behind the bench during baseball games. You got a lot of FaceTime on TV this year, too. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. I had to always like make sure I was like had a happy face on, even if I wasn't that happy. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for taking time out and, and doing this. I appreciate it. Um, one, congratulations. This is kind of a neat thing, but a sad time, I'm sure. I'm wondering if you can just kind of explain what I'm sure is kind of like a juggling act of emotions here, where it's really satisfying, I think, to have an agreeable transition, resolution, you know, sunset here in the career, but also it is a sunset it is a transition it's the end of something it's a beginning but there's an ending and and i wonder what that's like for for you and, and for the family and for the program you guys have become such a big part of well okay don't make me cry i'm gonna try to get through this without crying glad you can't see me but um no you know what like this is this is wonderful for my husband to go out on his terms to go out on top what a blessing it is so you know it kind of all came about his contract was up in 2025 um, which actually coincides with Weston's final year at MHS, our daughter's junior year at MHS. And, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen, right? You never know if you're going to get a new contract, get fired, whatever's going to happen. So it's kind of just been in the back of his mind and our mind as a family that, okay, maybe that's going to be it in 2025. And then he just gets to watch Weston play baseball at WVU, gets to be a fan, um, gets to be around our daughter for her senior year of high school. So that was kind of like in the back of our heads. Then we had this amazing season and Ren came to Randy and, hey, we want to have you around, new contract. And, okay, we talked about that. And then, of course, Steve Sabins being as successful as he's been, he's been on the radar for other coaching jobs. And Randy was like, hold up, you know, I'm thinking about retiring. Maybe this is what's in the best interest of the program is me stepping aside because that was kind of in the back of our minds that he would coach a couple of more years and then, you know, maybe call it quits because again, we didn't have a contract past 2025 and all of that. So we kind of sat down and it was a very, very quick decision. Um, and Maisie just did what he thought was in the best interest of the program of promoting saves. So he went to Ren and it kind of all transpired and it's been wonderful because it's a natural trans 
um, a natural progression for Saves to take over this program. Um, the players, the recruits know him. And Maisie just wanted to make sure above all else that this program would continue on the trajectory that he has put it on. Um, and he's been able to do that with coaches like Sabins and Coach Garcia and Ginther and previous coaches, Steve Trout and Derek Matlock. And he just wanted to make sure that WVU baseball would continue to reach new heights. Maisie's taken it to new heights and new, now Sabins will take it to new heights after this season. So it was just all about what was in the best interest of the program and also being able to go out on top and his own way, which is a blessing in the coaching world these days. I might have to ask you to stop because you've just done re more reporting on the story than we did. So, sorry. No, that's fine. You, no, I was joking. I was like, that was great, actually. Like, I feel, I feel kind of uh, marginalized right now because you have way more information on this than I did. But I'm glad you shared. That's cool. Let me, um, let okay. me go back to all this. Then Th this seems like something that, um, it it's such a part of his life, obviously, for so long. Um, and you've been on this ride with him, which has been, you know, eventful, successful. And at the end here, I mean, I mean, I would imagine life-altering for you because you guys have chosen to maintain a home here for so long and become such a part of the community but um how difficult is it to actually be a guy who was we mentioned this before really really young as a head coach to have a long long time and then to to really agree to shutter it here um I don't know that he'll ever talk about this stuff here but you've given us some insight there and you were here for those conversations and, and you're going to witness a lot of this too this is I mean like you said a, a good decision and maybe even a logical decision but boy, it's got to be hard because he has been baseball, baseball, baseball for the majority of his life. Yeah. So next season will be his 40th season in college baseball, player and then coach. And I've always said this about Maisie and he'll say the same thing. Baseball is what he does. It's not who he is. And not every coach can say that. Maisie loves to hunt, fish, cook. He loves woodworking, building things, constructing things. Um, so it's been a job and at times he's just said to me, this is all I've ever done. You know, I want to do something else. A lot of people can kind of start a new career. Coaching is a little different. It's a little harder. And he's just, he's loved it. It's been wonderful for him. Yeah. At one point, I think when he was at Charleston Southern, he was the youngest head coach in the country. Um, West Virginia is his third head coaching gig. I've been with him for 21 years. So it is emotional because this is all I've ever known for our entire relationship, you know, and I love it, but the, the prospect of having a little bit of freedom um, is really exciting to me, even though we're still going to be around, like people aren't getting rid of us. I hope they're okay with that. We are staying in Morgantown. We love Morgantown. We love it here. Our son's going to play here. Our daughter is talking about going to West Virginia. So while it's been emotional and it is because it's a new beginning, it's also very exciting um, so we're we're excited. It, it's sad, too, because whenever a chapter like that closes where it's been such a long chapter and you've had success ups and downs, no matter what, it's it's a, it is emotional, but it's exciting. Like this is exactly how it should be. You know, saves will take over this program and it's going to be in great hands. And now we just get to sit back and watch like Maisie can sit in the stands now, watch his son play and drink a beer. And he's going to be so very happy about that. <laughs> 
you guys are gonna have quite a crowd around you too i think uh because <laughs> one the crowds have gotten very rowdy this year i don't know if you noticed that but they were wild but now they're gonna have like another attraction there too so this ought to be Listen, good this be good for everybody maze might be over there with like the shirtless bandits guys like one game this season i went over there and was like i love you guys you're wonderful because they've been like such a part of the program so yeah i mean you might see Maisie over there in a couple of years with his shirt off i mean we'll we might have to like do a little exercising before that but you never know Beer snake, no exercise needed for that, though, right? Exactly. Just the arm. He'll have strong arm muscles. While we're here, you have um a pretty unique seat, right? You're right up against the dugout. Um, for now, for now, okay. one more year, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna be somewhere else. <laughs> okay, is is that hard? Because like you're right there, and like I knew like when I played baseball with my parents, and like all of a sudden like I wouldn't want to see my dad sometimes, and he'd be the coach, or like they'd be like right behind in really good seats, and I mean obviously not the same, but. I don't know, like, was that ever awkward? Is that good? Is it bad? Do you guys even communicate during games? No, you know what? So uh, if things are going well, like, he's a little more friendly. But, I mean, if things aren't, like, I I never talk to him. If he wants to say something to me or do something, I let him take the lead. But it's really funny. I actually have a picture when we were constructing, not we, but, like, when the stadium was being constructed, I have a, a picture of me, like, sitting on that seat. It wasn't even a seat yet. It was just concrete. And I'm like, this is where I'm sitting. Listen, I, I love sports. You guys know what I do. So I like to be in the thick of things. So I've always enjoyed being down there and being able to hear the players and the coaches and kind of, like, the how the game's going on and when people are pissed off and when they're happy and that kind of stuff. And and it's really funny. I enjoy sitting down there along with our coaches' wives because we kind of feel like a buffer to like any fans who might be like pissed off yelling things. So I'm like, well, at least they have to, you know, yell over us first. And sometimes they don't want to do that because they, you know, respect the coaches wives, but I've loved sitting down there. I just kind of like being close and gosh, like Tevin Tucker, every time he was on the on deck server, he'd be like, Hey, Mrs. Maisie. And, you know, like being able to, you know, see the guys and and that's wonderful. And those are seats that Tabby Saban, she'll take over now with her family. And I don't know, I might, I might go, I don't know where I'm going to sit. I might go sit in the grassy berm. I'm excited about that. I have, I have options now. I might come sit with you in the press box. How about that? I'm never down there. I'm actually behind the dugout. My wife's had season tickets since it opened up. So I'm always like, I'm on the, like the Anna Mountaineers to your right, I think. Oh, there you go. I can't believe I haven't heard you before. <laughs> no, I'm I'm low key, as you know. So <laughs> yeah, that is true. I keep it inside. Um, you're the what struck me um, upon hearing this news a while ago was that like people were kind of bummed out because um obviously the transition, but also like you said, they're not getting rid of you. They're not bummed out about that. That made them feel better. You guys uh, have done the really cool thing um at uh, Mondays with the NIL operation there. Um, I think you guys have had like functions at your house, things like that. We that you, it's a little bit more like intimate interpersonal it's not just like a corporate hey we need money we need support you guys are actually out there doing things and that's a process but it starts with coming in really blind no ballpark uh not a ton of success or trajectory here the ground level um did you ever see something like this when you're looking up at what it was going to be and, and did you have a plan for how you were going to turn into like this this very fan-friendly very familiar ultimately successful program you know what i mean i think you probably never know exactly how it's going to end up being but one thing I know about Maisie is his niche has always been to go to a program whether it be as part of an assistant staff or as a head coach kind of turn it around and make it better and then he moves on to another program and tries to do the same thing so he always had the vision of what this place could be um he knew having a new stadium um the support of the administration like he had the vision and I'm not even sure like he knew it would be this successful because baseball wasn't exactly on the map that much. I'm trying to be respectful, but like it, 
wasn't as well known at West Virginia before we got here. Um, you know, going into the Big 12, obviously, and getting a new stadium, that kind of stuff helped. But we've always, if you know my husband, like he loves to talk to everybody and he's fan friendly and all that is genuine. I mean, I can remember one time, probably about five or six years ago, we beat somebody. I don't even know who it was. It was a big time win. And Maisie was so excited. He literally said to me, let's just invite all the fans to our house after the game. And I'm like, slow your roll, buddy. Like, I appreciate that, but <laughs> let's, let's not go there. But, you know, having events at our house through Country Roads Trust or, or even like when we go to, when we have regionals in the past, we would just have our friends and administrators over just to celebrate because you don't go, you don't get where you are as a program without your staff and the fans and the support of your friends and family and he's always just wanted to give back and say, thank you. And that is a hundred percent genuine. Um, and he'll always be like that. I mean, we'll, he's still going to be in the community. We'll be here and we want to be great ambassadors for this university and for the baseball program and be a great support system to the, to the coaching staff that's going to take over. So it's, it's pretty exciting. If they have a regional, maybe they can put people up in your house instead of a dorm room on an SEC campus. <laughs> you know, the dorm room wasn't that bad. I'm going to tell you, it was okay. really, it was a lot, a lot nicer than the dorm room I stayed in in college and it was quiet. So it wasn't too shabby. Very diplomatic of you. Uh, we'll, a couple more, we'll wrap up here and we move on to other stuff too. But um, I, I know him a little bit, don't know him terribly well, um, but strikes me as a person that I'm not sure like how enthusiastic he's going to be and like a parade in his honor for a year like this is a long trip around the carousel is he cool with this did he have to have some arm twisting or is is uh is this going to be kind of a, a plug and play and see how it goes no you know what there, at one point we were actually a little afraid that that the decision would have to be like okay he would have to step aside right now for what's best for the program and not coach another game and that was going to be tough so the fact that he has a year um, it just, it just didn't seem right to sort of end it the way it did. Um, he doesn't care about the accolades with people, a parade or anything like that. He just wants to get one more shot of getting this program to a new level. You know, like he would love to get it to, you know, we're got to a super regional and obviously to a, a college world series. He's been there three times as an assistant, never as a head coach. So for him to just give it one more shot to be able to get this program to another level. That's all he cares about, about winning for his staff and, and more importantly for the players. It's it's not about him. If you know Maisie, it's not about him. It's about the players and the staff and the program and the university as a whole. Okay. Final one here. Um, I, I mentioned this yesterday is kind of like a bookend thing, but I can remember the last season at Holly Field, Texas played. Roger Clemens was there to watch his kids and he's in those like American Legion style bleachers. And it just felt weird to look at that. And then fast forward to this year, a midweek game, record attendance, a whole lot goes on in between there. And, and you've been uniquely seated for all, a lot of this stuff. Favorite memory, favorite memories. And this this might be a hard question because there's so many, especially right now. But just the top of your mind about stuff that represents this this uh, this journey, this this conquest that you guys have been on for, I mean, quite quite a number of years now. I don't want to age anybody, but like this has been going on for a pretty long time. And I imagine that you could answer this in any number of ways. and probably have a pretty good feeling about that too yes you know you're making me cry <laughs> All right, stop. my bad my bad no no it's good no listen I'm glad I'm glad um we've yeah I, I if, if I actually sat about it I could probably like sat down about it and thought about it I could probably come up with a whole list of of memories but I I have to say that regional in 2019 just literally looking around and who would have ever imagined at West Virginia that you would have 
a packed stadium. You would have people lined up on the hill above. Like that was that was really, really special for us because at that point, it was almost like this is why we came here. This is what my husband envisioned. And and we've made it. We still have a long ways to go, obviously. But at that point, it felt like this is exactly why we came here. And and he reached a goal that had never been reached before at WVU. So that was amazing. Yeah, even this season, like looking around at the crowd. I mean, I, sometimes I would just sit and literally look around and I'm like, holy cow, this is unbelievable. Usually midweek games, you know, you have a, a few hundred and everything, but it was packed and it was rowdy. And it's just a testament to the fans buying into the program, honestly. I mean, we're putting a good product out there for them, but, you know, they're they're sacrificing their time to come and and buy tickets, and we appreciate that. And, and it's just a great testament to the fan support because our guys play a heck of a lot harder, and it's a lot more enjoyable when you have that home field advantage. And that's just a, a great testament to the fans, and, and that doesn't go unnoticed by Maisie and I. Like, we are so grateful for the fans and we always have been. That's awesome. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. We'll go back into the the old uh, resume here. I don't know how many people know this, but you've got a pretty good history, TV sports anchor sideline reporting, right? <laughs> I, yeah. And you're still you're still active, right? ESPN Plus, yes. you do a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff for those games there too. But you're also around the players in, in an environment that I'm frankly jealous of. You get like a lot of one-on-one stuff. You do some of the NIL stuff on the side too, where you're doing interviews and their guard is down. They're very, very normal. They're not, they're not button down players. You kind of get them in a really useful and formative element there. You probably have a good feel for the players in the roster that I do not yet have. Um, they seem like they're very high in their team this year. I'm not asking to make a prediction, but I don't know. I sense a little like cat and canary talking to them a little bit. Like they know something that maybe we don't know and they would know because they're around each other a lot more. And you, you get to experience some of that from time to time too. What's the move? Are, are we talking about football here? Yeah, for football, what's the mood, yeah. that personality that that you kind of, you could see where they maybe are on to something that people might, they might get a whiff of soon. You know what I think it is? And I do, like, I haven't, I haven't been around the guys as of recently, but obviously like in the spring, a little bit in the summer, but I think when nobody expects anything from you, there's a lot less pressure, right? Like they're picked to finish last in the big 12. Like nobody is, is expecting them to really do anything. And that's a great position to be in. And I know that sounds stupid. And some people on social media kind of blasted me because I was like being positive, like this is a good thing, but there's a lot of weight lifted off your shoulders. And I do feel like there's a looseness within this program. There are a lot of good pieces coming back, but there is like a quiet confidence and a looseness. And I think when you have a team like that, where nobody expects them to do anything, good things can happen. I mean, I, I hate to take it back to baseball, but our first year in the big 12 picked to finish dead last, right? Like, of course, who would ever have thought? And we finished third that year and nobody expected anything of us. So um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be an interesting year. And when nobody expects anything from you, you can just kind of play a different game and, and you just have a lot more fun. And when you have fun, like good things can happen when you don't have all that pressure on you. Cause there's a ton of pressure on them and they know it, but they just have to like block out that noise and just go for it. What do you have to lose? Right. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't go from 15th to 14th. Right. So <laughs> right. there, right. You're the other one you actually do and do quite well. The director of social engagement for country roads trust. This is growing. It, it's getting bigger and better. It's more effective. Um, Talked to Neil Brown about it. He said that they're out of the gray area and that they've done like a much better job of educating fans and supporters as to what this is and what it can actually do. You do a lot of that stuff, social engagement, obviously. What's the reception? How much does that change? And how much does that help when it comes to what the trust can do and how people want to be a part of it? 
You know, it's such a different world now. And I know a lot of people are still not on board with it or they get a little frustrated when teams lose. Um, and I and I understand that. But the NIL, Country Roads Trust, it works. I mean, we were just able to retain one of the top baseball countries, uh, baseball players in the country with J.J. Weatherholt. Um, you know, we've got football players who we've been able to retain, bring in. So it's hard sometimes when when teams lose because people are like, well, what's the point? But it's super important in this world of NIL, in this competitive world of NIL, that people support if they can, if they're willing to, because it does make a difference. These kids nowadays, it's not just about who they're going to play for and what conference and where. It is about NIL. I can tell you that firsthand. They want to know how much money they have the potential to make. And if we don't have the money to be able to give them, they're going to go to another program that will pay them. So if we want the best talent and the best chance at winning, people are going to have to get on board with the NIL. And people have. like We have seen a surge. We are upping a lot of the things that we're doing at Country Roads Trust, um, making it more fan friendly, making sure we have more engagement with the fans. We have some big news coming up um, at the beginning of August. So it's definitely something that continues to grow and the fans are coming around and realizing that it does work. Last question. A lot of people here on the team. How is the captain of Team Waymer doing these days? How is Team Waymer doing? How's the captain doing? How's he? You mentioned him a couple of times. He's committed to play baseball here. It seems like this is going pretty well. <laughs> I didn't know which captain you're talking about there. I'm like, Waymer? He's well, doing great. Uh, you know, that's another thing, too, is us staying in the community to obviously continue our efforts with Team Waymer. But Wham's doing great. If you didn't know he had an injury, you wouldn't know. Um, he's working hard at baseball. He's working out. He's getting bigger, stronger, faster. So, yeah, I can't wait to, like, see him play. And we just kind of can't wait to be in the stands and watch him. But they're doing – you know, he's doing great. Sierra's doing great. So, you know, it's just um, – we are just very blessed to be in this position. And and we are so happy just to stick around Morgantown and 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 coach one more year. But then we get to turn around and just and just be fans. So we're really looking forward to that. All right. Someone's going to save a seat for you, Amanda. Thank you for the time here. I'm sure we'll get Randy and Waymer and Sienna in there too. They should have four seats for you all somewhere, I'm pretty sure. But hopefully it'll be crowded. <laughs> it'll be hard to find four seats together because they keep this going where y'all have put it. But uh, thank you for your time. Congratulations on this. And I'm sure people will be looking for you well in the stands and on TV sometime soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate Thank your you. time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.